Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. I'm a coffee fiend. (laughs) Ah, another addict. I had to choose between a, a bear and this mug that says, hello, gorgeous. <laughs> of course. I went with a little bear that it says, says Gur. Yeah, there's cute. a Space Jam mug and a Monsters U. Oh, yeah. Not a fishing mug, but looks like something that mm-hmm. came from Target. And Andrew, you on this day of whimsy and fantasy have chosen to be a laborer. <laughs> <laughs> out of paper, out of stock, there's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundermill, then the people versus paper people. Dundermill, then the people versus paper people. Dundermill, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and behind neighbor, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's chair model. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. This is really good. This is really good. My heart soars with the eagle's nest. Well, every week we get together and discuss our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Um, today we're still out here on this uh, Ryan's Cool Retreat, MSPC, uh, Wilderness Adventure Retreat out here in Mount Hood. And today we're going to be talking about season four, which we have just spent the weekend watching together, pretty much. The last leg of our podcast journey. I'm glad that we were able to watch this season together, and I'm excited to dive into it because I think this is a personal favorite for all of us. One yeah, of the, de- one of our I mean, it's my favorite season. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of the best, um, for sure. We also got to watch it on DVD, and we watched a lot of deleted scenes along the way. I love that you say um, it as if it's a privilege that we got to watch it on DVD. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what a treat. There's just stuff. You can only see on those DVDs. I got to watch all of that Ninja Turtles cartoon on VHS back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The fourth season of The Office aired on September 27, 2007 and concluded on May 15, 2008. Uh, NBC ordered a full season of 30 episodes, but after 12 were filmed, uh, the Writers Guild went on strike, uh, which uh, went from 2007, November 5, 2007, to sometime in 2008. uh, The Office immediately halted filming on that date because Steve Carell, WGA uh, member, uh, refused to cross the picket lines. Yeah, I actually want to, I'm glad you mentioned this because this is something that I wanted to kind of set up as context for the season. I mean, this season is super unique within uh, the rest of, uh, alongside the other eight. So Mm -hmm. uh, of the nine total, this one is the shortest outside of season one, which is, you know, the early six episodes. Only six. As the show began to get full season runs, um, this one only came to, you know, only aired 14 episodes, right? And to your point, like 30 episodes were ordered, right? Yeah. And in reading a little bit of background about this, because of the writer's strike and everything, they had to clip these episodes together. And I think when you watched, and, and knowing that as we were watching the season together, like I could really, you could really see it. Like you can really see yeah. episodes that, you know, could easily be two episodes that are really like kind of edited together into one. Mm. It, it makes for a really interesting viewing experience to like, 
I don't know, watch that and kind of look for the seams and see where the storylines kind of fold over on themselves a little bit. Uh, I think I'm thinking specifically of um, Dunder Mifflin Infinity, mm. which is oh, where yeah. the episode where on one hand, uh, Michael is resistant to the new website and this change in this embrace of new technology, right? Mm-hmm. And it brings up this idea of ageism. That could be its own episode. This idea where Michael is going to try to win back clients with gift baskets and is still continuing to be, uh, you know, resistant to technology and drives his car into a lake. That could be its own episode, right? right? right. But together, it's it's forty minutes of of office right. content, just, so. right, him, right. just him hitting Meredith and the fallout. Right. But then it's like, <laughs> and we're going to do this run, right? And, and the run for charity. I mean that that one like I mean some of them do feel good as a as a totally. complete 40, 40 minute episode or even like a part one or a part two you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, I I remember reading as I was looking into this that they were pl- there's no Christmas episode in this season mm-hmm. which I think is the only one without a Christmas episode besides season one I could mm-hmm. be wrong but um, there's no holidays at all in this yeah like, there's not a Halloween one no. right I guess that's usually the only launch two they party do, but... seems to be the only party yeah. and in reading about this. Uh, the idea for the Christmas episode was going to be around Belschnickel, which of course was brought back in season nine. Mm. Um, not to uh, not to spend too much time up top setting everything up, but I I do think if you watch this ep- this season in context, uh, it kind of like maybe you have a different perspective on it when you watch it, knowing everything that was going on at the time. It's a super <laughs> ambitious season. Like if you think about s- some of the things that developed in the show, given where the show was in season three, and mm-hmm. the choices they make in season four and beyond. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that happens in season four, even though it's short. Yeah, we got, uh, I mean, just in terms of main storylines, you know, I mean, I think we kind of start with uh, Ryan versus Michael a lot, especially in Dunder Mifflin Infinity. Um, Michael versus Jan as the show goes, as the season goes on later um, is a big plot point. Uh, Dwight versus and Angela Andy's relationship. Dwight versus the computer. Dwight versus the computer. <laughs> um, and Michael versus technology as well uh, is another main topic. I think I think it'd be fun to talk about how technology plays a role in this uh, season as well. Um, true. Any favorite episodes for you guys? Just to start, just as a starting point. I think as a starting point, I want to mention that at the beginning of Fun Run, where of course Michael hits Meredith with his car. Yeah, that's a kind of the inciting incident for this season. Starting uh, with a bang. He's driving in the in the PT. Uh, he's, he's in the PT Cruiser, right? I think so. And he's uh he's like my protege Ryan is a corporate. Jim is back. I'm happy with Jan. Like he's he's like everything is great. And then he hits Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> he's set up kind of these dynamics like Jim is back. And we learn in the first episode that he's dating Pam. Ryan is in corporate, of course. Michael and Jen are together. That sets up kind of these big, uh, maybe bigger differences from season three. Yeah. Like, and, it, and you're like, all right, I know exactly what's going on in this season. Yeah, that's a big one, of course. Jim and Pam now together um, in season four, getting together just at the very end of uh, season three and pretending it's a secret for, for this first um, fun run episode. Things are really good with uh, Jim and Pam throughout this entire season, I would say. There's very there's very little conflict between them. Yeah, they're just twinks to them. I think that's um, a really important development for the show because yeah. the first three seasons are characterized so much by Jim and Pam. You know, will they? Won't they? Will they be together? Can they get together? Even when they're both single, they're not together. At least not you know for mm-hmm. at least for a brief moment. You know, and it seems mm-hmm. like the timing never works out. And even though they both clearly are so connected and they have such yeah. an affinity for each other, like they can never make it work. And in season four we do see that they are dating and that they're trying to keep it secret, which is kind of a fun <laughs> yeah. thing. And then we, I think that's true of seasons four, five, six, seven, a little bit um, in that 
Jim and Pam's uh, relationship dynamic is a little bit more in the background. It's mm-hmm. it, it obviously, of course, things still happen. They they become pregnant, they get engaged, they get married. Like all these things do happen, mm-hmm. but there is less tension. There's less emo- emotional drama. You know, yeah. it feels less uncertain. You yeah, know? yeah. Even yes. at the end of the season, when my, Jim does not propose to Pam. We still get this, you know, this feeling they're together. At least they're together. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's all these great moments between them um, in this uh, season two. I'm thinking of. I love when uh, Jim tells Pam that Dwight and Angela have been dating for six months, and Pam is so shocked and gets to tell him, "No, actually, they've been dating for two years. <laughs> I love ever f- since your barbecue." The fake surprise on Pam's face. She's like, oh, oh uh, cool. yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> They've actually been dating I for see your bet years. and I raise you all in. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this moment where they're both just like so happy. And uh, Jim says, why haven't we been dating since a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love watching them just just being happy together and and also still kind of working their same positions at, in the office. You know, it's not like. Jim has a lot of added pressure yet being co-manager or them having a family. Um, they just get to share these little jokes and kind of make fun of everyone. And it's just fun. It's nice. Yeah, this is pre-art school, Pam. This is yeah. pre-the engagement. This is pre-Pam as a salesman. Yeah. Pre, I keep saying pre-Pam. <laughs> Pre-Pam <laughs> yeah. as the office Pam. administrator. You know, like all of these things that we come on later, especially for Pam and Jim. You know, this is this this unique sort of little sweet spot where they're together, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I think Dwight and Angela emerge as sort of the mirror image, the, the yeah. sort of reflection to Jim and Pam, where they have relationship drama, and Dwight is trying to win Angela back. Whereas yeah. whereas Jim and Pam are always struggling to get together for the very first time, Dwight and Angela were together, and then there's this fissure that happens when Dwight kills her cat, and then Dwight has to sort of win her back, right? Mm-hmm. And he and he doesn't know how for the longest time. You yeah. Know? Um, and of course, Andy A. Bernard enters the picture, but the Dwight-Angela relationship dynamic emerges as something that needs to be resolved, and of course will last for, you know, the next five seasons. Yeah, all this gets set up in Fun Run. I mean, as we're kind of learning that Jim and Pam are actually dating, we're watching um, things fall apart between Dwight and, uh, and Angela. Mm-hmm. And, and Andy just became the most handsome single guy in the universe. that's right as soon as he finds out they're off the market that's true this is also the first we see of like emotionally distressed dwight you know yes Ugh. like yes. you we see dwight you know early on as um as confident uh but still subservient to michael and when dwight is kind of humiliated by michael it, it's it's sad but in like a funny he absorbs in a it funny almost, way though. you know yeah right? absorb the blow as, yeah. Dwight, <laughs> as dwight would say you know <laughs> Uh, Fortunately, my feelings regenerate at twice the rate of a normal man. <laughs> um, but but we do get to see Dwight, on one hand, like emotionally distressed, but also still trying to preserve a relationship with Michael and other characters. I think he says, uh, he's like, yeah, like Angela in accounting. And Michael's like, yeah, I guess. And he goes, <laughs> no, but she's wonderful at accounting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the way like he's, and he still has to flip it around at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. Where he can't accounting. really t- talk <laughs> yeah. about what he's, th- what he's feeling. Like, I, I think that's a great moment. Um, in the episode "Money," we see Dwight weeping in his in his room. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Chewbacca looking at, crying, yeah. looking at this little figurine that Angela left behind, moaning into the darkness in the howling wind. Yeah, <laughs> we what catch, century is this? Yeah. At the start of that episode, we catch um, Dwight giving Angela a bunch of uh, of stuff, her things back. Yeah, and she's looking for a little figurine um, that he says has gone missing. But he's kept it so that he can he can weep over it at night. 
Um, and also, uh, I think we learned that like Mose knows about Angela in that episode too, which is just kind of a funny yeah. relationship to think about um, as we see that. The deleted grow. scenes from Money are <laughs> yeah. really funny. Yeah, that's right. It was it must have been a deleted scene. I think this moment happens in Money, but uh, which is what episode seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the 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 moment where we see Dwight going to the stairwell and kind of like really mm-hmm. really upset. Almost to the point of tears, you know, sitting oh, yeah. in that little landing, and Jim yeah. comes down and and tells him, you know, when I when you know uh, when Pam was engaged to Roy, I couldn't handle it. I had to move. Food didn't taste as good. Like, yeah, nothing yeah. in my life seemed right, and yeah. I had to move away. And you know, that's something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, right? Yeah. And uh, then he gets up and leaves, and yeah. Dwight reaches out for him, <laughs> and Jim is not there, which is funny and sad at the same time. Yeah, like you catch his surprise. That yeah, and that's, then that's for Rain Wilson that. That's an impressive scene to shoot because that's all one take, mm. and like, like Jim is giving a really heartfelt speech. He has to like have his has his head in the corner, yeah, like crying, yeah. and then do that little <laughs> physical comedy bit, like right after. It's so perfect. And all one I mean, take. in the office fashion, it's like it's really funny, but also like sad it's and also touching. oh yeah, you know, nice and emo- mm. like sweet. Like it's a it's a it's a good moment. And then Dwight comes back and he's kind of himself again, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we see Jim and Dwight go from rivals to still rivals to best friends kind of yeah, through, yeah, through yeah. the course of the mm. show. And, and this is, I think a moment in that journey. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I've, I've talked about money, uh, being my favorite episode in the office. And we touched on this in our peak office, um, episode of like, what, what are the peak runs? And I do think those first four episodes of season four is, is some of the best I'm talking, mm. I mean, we're a fun run through money. I mean the entire, those four yeah, amazing. we could talk about, Dunn Mifflin Infinity episodes. and Ryan in a second because Ryan is a is a is a theme throughout this whole. Yeah. I mean, his this entire season is is Ryan's one season in corporate where Ryan mm-hmm. has power and we see the 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 rise and fall of Ryan. Um, but I actually what, what I want to talk about was local ad, which was mm-hmm. upon watching all this back with you guys. That episode really jumped out to me as one that's a grown on me a lot, and b I think is has a, so much heart in it. Um, in in a season full of I think really heartfelt episodes, but that one too when getting to see Michael's full creative angst on display, yeah, uh, I really really enjoyed as as time goes on of like how much he puts into that and to mm-hmm. see what Michael really cares about. It's just this nice sort of break. He, he has a pretty bad run there at the end of Money. <laughs> I mean, and uh, dinner parties coming around the corner. You know, yes, yeah, there's so much Deposition. like this, yeah. The, there, I wrote down something similar that there's this sweet spot during this season um, where you get these shows that could stand alone in any season almost. Mm-hmm. Local Ad, uh, Branch Wars, Survivor Man, um, Chair Model, and, uh, and Job Fair much later on in the season all kind of don't really have to do with these main... Um, like overarching story mm-hmm. plots like uh probably did i stutter too like jim and pam uh, yeah did i stutter actually you're right um like uh uh we're not talking about michael and jan we're not talking about um ryan even very much in those episodes uh they could almost be you almost forget where they land in the uh in the in the series of, of episodes yeah. i would argue that's part of the reason why we like this season so much and why we consider it to be a very strong season because those uh, those episodes are sort of like they're not temporal. They're they're not um, 
you know they don't they are you know locked into a specific time or a specific mm-hmm. plot dynamic mm-hmm. i think that's part of the reason i like season two so much because it's just like it's a slice of life it's just a day in the office you know mm-hmm. and you get a lot of that with some of these what's michael well. doing today right exactly yeah. something it's 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 this day in the office and michael learns a lesson right yeah like that's kind of how yeah <laughs> so yeah, many right. of these these episodes kind of go but yeah. I, I do think that having the like if an episode doesn't have to have the burden of like you know, Jim and Pam or Michael and Holly or Dwight and Angela or, or um, you know, Kevin, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin and Lynn or whatever it is, yeah. you know, um, it, it does give it a little bit. It lightens it up a little bit. It's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. I think that's a kind of a theme throughout season four is putting people in positions of power that they're not used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that happening a lot for the first time in this season. Survivor and Jim. Yeah, like Jim has to figure out the office parties. I mean, Ryan, the whole time is Ryan is in charge of this Uh affinity initiative. And that trickles down to all these other characters having to do stuff. Mainly Michael having to like do the PowerPoint presentation. So Michael takes out, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jan is having to struggle with just sort of like not a lack of power, have a lack of power Mm. running serenity by Jan. What that does to Stanley asserts himself. And did I stutter? Stanley asserts himself. um, uh, I mean, even even like. (laughs) Even a night out, which we watched last night, which is such a ridiculous episode so of ridiculous. like let's put putting Michael and dropping them in New York uh, with this coked up Ryan. It's yeah. like such a departure, considering that you know only a season ago that Ryan was just a temp in the office, and then uh, it's just happened so quickly. I don't know. It's just a very very funny kind of new settings for these people to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl de- has developed a lot more love, in this yeah, season. Yeah, definitely. About Daryl and Kelly yeah. um, forming their relationship, uh, which I love to see. Um, I can't, I, I don't, off the top of my head, I'm not sure which mm-hmm. episode it is, but of course, Daryl and Jim get into a, a ping pong rivalry, which really becomes more of a, raffle, a rivalry between Kelly and, and, and Pam, mm-hmm. which is probably the only. <laughs> I think it's during the deposition. Yeah. Oh, they, that's right. Yeah. That's Michael right. and Michael's Toby gone. are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Deposition's a weird one too. That's I love the deposition. It's great. It's yeah. great. But it's like they have a lot to accomplish in that episode. Like what? they have to set up the whole like like the whole legal system, what's going on, and then yeah, it's a weird B storyline too. Yeah. Of like just I playing lo- ping pong. I love the idea that Michael is being watched and recorded and held accountable for everything he says. That like yes. the stenographer has to read back the notes or the person taking notes. I think I don't know if it's a stenographer in his deposition, yeah. but yeah. has to read back what Michael has said. And it's like, can I go to the bathroom? No, you went five minutes ago. That wasn't to go to the bathroom. That was to get out of a question. Can I go to? Can I go to the bathroom now? No, like yeah. it's it's something. Yeah. It's you know like yeah. all or those things. Doing the, like taking the that's what C said joke and putting it in a court like putting it in, you know in a legal mm-hmm. sense yeah. of like wait what did he say? Who did Jan say? And that you to were him? under her the whole time. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> It's a, she put you the Mr. Delivery. Scott, that's what she said. Can we go back to where this digression began? <laughs> um, that's great. Aren't we trying to get to the bottom of whether Michael and Jan had a relationship? Not Michael and this Ryan. <laughs> and I love that Toby is there to laugh at it all. It. Like it's great. It's so good. And the the moment when Michael walks into the cafeteria and everyone's like furiously reading his, reading his diary with highlighters and yeah. like what a what a what a what a existential moment for Michael to like. And Toby's like, could I get a copy of that and you there's a shot of ryan reading it and ryan makes this face just going like i i i said this before but i I wish they'd release he's reading things about himself yeah i wish they'd release that diary oh um what i thought about when we got to the deposition was that up until this point michael and jan's relationship is not that bad um she supports him during the fun run 
She backs him up during Dunder Mifflin Infinity uh, when he she tells him about ageism um, and uh, and how you know Ryan's just trying to push out old people um, and uh, uh, they sit even, on the train and money even during money yeah where you think that <laughs> Pam is spending all of Michael's money and torturing him Jan. but it's uh, sorry uh, Jan is spending all of Michael's <laughs> money and torturing him but actually it's Michael just screwing up himself again and and Jan is gonna have his back. Um, mm-hmm. And sits next to him on that uh, on that train. Um, even for most of the deposition episode, there's like that part too where <laughs> they're in the convertible and they're running through all the lines because Jan's yeah. wanted him to memorize everything. They displayed a pattern of disrespect and inappropriate behavior. My friend Pat took a turn. Yeah. My friend Disray got new specs <laughs> in a Prius with my behind neighbor. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's like getting sick in the car and he's like can we put down the top and she's like no it's gonna mess up my hair and she's like okay fine and then they're just like cut to yeah, yeah they're sitting in the lobby and she's just calmly like combing out her hair like she makes sacrifices for Michael too yeah. you know what I mean so I, I think in those moments we like although comparatively kind of appreciate yeah. their relationship a little bit mm-hmm. but at the end of this um, in episode of course we learn that she was trying to get him fired for a while when they were still together. Speaking of so. that that sort of tension that like that you mentioned. I mean, of course we do see that Jan is starting to spend him out of his money in, in the money episode, but uh but uh, but agreed that they they seem to be not entirely dysfunctional, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you see you see shades of it, but at least they seem happy, you know, and 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 uh they're 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 kind of figuring it out, of course. They're trying. They're um, really trying. I'm a little surprised. I was just thinking about this now that Jan doesn't try to coach Michael a little more. Not yeah. that she's not his boss, but she still was a person in Corbett on like how to kind of act. I think mm. it would have been a funny scene for Jan to try to coach Michael and Michael to not understand what she's saying. Yeah. I think that would be a funny <laughs> scene. But the other thing I wanted to call out in the deposition is when they first bring out the diary, uh, like you're talking about the diary and, uh, you know, Michael says, I can't believe you found my diary. And she says, you keep it on my side of the mattress. And Michael says, I don't like the lump or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they say a couple other things and then it's like, I love you. I love you too. Like yeah, they, yeah. they split up yeah. that way. You know? Yeah. They decide that uh, they're even because uh, he sent the naked photo out to everybody. Another <laughs> that when Michael discovered there's the a company. I feel like when, when Michael discovered there was a stenographer, he would test it out and be like, "Really? She's gonna write down every single thing I say? Mm-hmm. Like even if I say this, or like I, as you can see a scene where he's I'm gonna just type like, every word I know. Yeah, him and the stenographer just looking Butthole. at each other in the de- yeah. yeah. That's a Ron Swanson in the deleted scene. They we see this thing where Michael tries to give like opening remarks, yeah. and he's like. It's it's a pleasure to be here. At my age, it's a pleasure to be anywhere. And he's like, I'm, but I'm not old. I am young. Like he's right. He, yeah, yeah. He's catching himself. Like. Um, watching the deleted scenes for the deposition, Michael's way more inappropriate and says a lot more that mm-hmm. uh, the things that he should not. Um, he feels trapped and he goes to a, a Borat voice. Yeah, he he tells everybody at the start oh, yeah. that he would like to like he he like makes this speech like where he'd like to bring in a bit of humor mm-hmm. and stuff like to lighten the mood. I, mm-hmm. It's really bizarre. Um, of course, uh, after this dinner party, the whole thing crashes and burns. Um, and that, that break after the deposition is when the writer strike break happens, and then they pick up again. Yeah. So that was in November that deposition aired, and then in mm-hmm. April picks up with the dinner party. Long time. Long time. Five uh, months between those. Five months, and and boy, oh boy, are they having a great time during dinner party. Yeah, it does seem like uh, the writers were were ready to go um, because they come out with this uh, 
hard-boiled mm-hmm. <laughs> cringe comedy episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is this is set up through the season. I mean, there are moments where Jim and Pam, or during Money, when they re- know that Michael has to leave and have a, has a commitment, mm-hmm. Jim and Pam are like, now. And they're like, Michael, we wanted to have dinner with you. And he's like, oh, I can't tonight. I've got a thing tonight. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, he's damn it to hell. Like, you know, yeah. he's so upset. And, you know, uh, there are other moments where he's like, hey, you and the you and Pam should come over and have dinner with me and Jan. And uh, Jim's like, oh, yeah, we should definitely do that sometime. Mm-hmm. But this weekend, he's like, ah, oh, I can't this weekend. Or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they bring it up so much. So they actually set up this fact that when Michael corners them, and engineers mm-hmm. this scenario where they they have no plans because he's made it clear yeah. they have to work late, and then he cancels it and invites them over. You said you had no plans. You said yeah, he's yeah. right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sure we should. Pro- we're probably going to do a dinner party episode at some point. Yeah, Got I to. would hope so. Got to. So we probably don't want to get too far into that one, but uh, I mean, we get to see we get to see Michael and Jan's relationship kind of unravel. We get to see. Pam, everyone there is trapped. I love, I love the idea that they're there. They can't leave because the food hasn't mm-hmm. been served. Except Dwight, he's he's yeah. very much Dwight there on his free will. He's brought yeah. his yeah. salad, eating that big the turkey leg. Popping turkey one leg. of your beets into my mouth <laughs> makes me want to vomit. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 awkward and it's terrible. Like it's just it's it's I I love it. It's one of my favorite oh, episodes. Yeah. I think objectively, it might be the best episode. It in probably the series. is. Um, but but yeah, it, it does set up then Michael and Jan's first sort of schism. Where mm-hmm. uh, Michael agrees to take the fall by not pressing charges, mm-hmm. and he goes to stay with Dwight. Um, but then, of course, I think something that you brought up—you were talking about Michael versus technology, and Michael versus uh, you know, Michael versus Ryan, and uh, Michael versus Jan. At some point, I think you can almost look at this entire season as Michael versus. I think mm-hmm. watching the season, I think this season is so much more about Michael's like personality and psyche and his mentality than it than more of the other seasons, like. Michael really gets more, it's more of a sandbox for him to play in. Like, you look at, you know, Fun Run, it's like Michael versus everyone in the office hating him, and mm-hmm. Michael versus technology, and Michael versus, you know, Jan spending him broke, and Michael versus... Stanley. The, Michael versus Stanley. <laughs> My, Michael, Michael versus Karen. Mike, Michael yeah. versus the commercial um, yeah, producers. The lack, the lack of creativity. <laughs> and David Wallace. During Michael the, versus Toby eternally. <laughs> during the deposition when he's trying to figure out whether he's more loyal to Jan or the company in that mm-hmm. moment, you know... Um, yeah, I wanted to talk yeah. about that moment too. Yeah, when he like talks to David Wallace, mm-hmm. and he, he like doubles down as this company man. Yeah, you and expect your company to screw you. <laughs> you don't, you don't expect your girlfriend to. Yeah, yeah. And again, David, the relationship between David and Michael, you just wonder. You get the, some of those thoughts of David, like, "Look, he's a good guy. What do you want me to say? Yeah, look, yeah he's a good yeah. guy. What do you and want me to say?" And then Michael somehow later that's enough says, for Michael to be I think like, "You're a good guy too." Yeah. <laughs> I I think, but, and then I think too that it gets flipped. That gets flipped in season five for the Michael Scott paper company Mm -hmm. arc. When Holly is there and David Mm -hmm. sends Holly away, like that's kind of the last straw for Michael, Mm -hmm. where he has been this loyal company man all this time. 15 years, right? Yeah. 15 years. And like that's that's sort of the flip. So we see it on one side here where Michael stays loyal to Dunner Mifflin, but I do think it's a little bit of character growth when in the next season he does not stay loyal to Dunner Mm -hmm. Mifflin. Mm. Um, but I mean, just to continue this Michael verse thing, you know, Michael versus loneliness in the chair model in the night out, you know, Michael versus Stanley, like you said, you know, and then like, I guess, goodbye, Toby, Michael versus Toby. That's the, that's the end point. Like so many of these episodes are Michael raging against the machine, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, 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 uh, even job fair yeah. is like Michael against the perception that what he does is boring. The paper industry yeah. is lame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good Just one. trying to convince Branch people. Wars is uh, yeah. Michael against Karen and Utica mm-hmm. to save Stanley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Survivor Man, Michael against nature. <laughs> that's yeah. all, all the elements. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Dwight, uh, uh, Dwight's role throughout this whole season as well, I think, is Definitely. really interesting. I mean, I bring up Survivor Man and Dwight as this sort of sentry watching Michael, making sure he's not going to kill himself. Like, he has the sense... I will even let Farm befall him. But yeah. I will <laughs> yeah. befall him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will even let him die. He does not. Right. I mean, the way the way he goes with uh, along with Branch Wars, I mean, he's immediately in for anything. That's always been yeah. Dwight's thing. Uh, and in Survivor Man, we see the delusional confidence of Michael, just like yes. where he cuts off the pant legs and he's like, this is a great piece of material. And he's tearing off, <laughs> tearing his pants in half and yeah. trying to take the focus away from Dwight. But like, I just wanted to call out like he wears what well, pant leg is a hat. He wears a suit coat as a sweater. He tented, he, he tented his pants. Oh, yeah. Very nice pants. <laughs> a very nice pants tent. <laughs> That's right. Shout out to there, David. <laughs> He comes back. He's wearing uh, he's wearing a Battlestar Galactica mm, the sweatshirt, Kronak, like yeah. a huge one. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I I I think um, I, I, we should talk for a second about Dunham Rifflin Infinity because it's a weird, funny little wrinkle. Because obviously, Saber's coming in in a couple seasons. Uh, it's and this is sort of the first time they're sort of besides um, when Stanford comes in and you you get a few episodes about the sort of logistical. Uh, I don't know underbelly of like of what happens with the instincts companies when a branch closes and mm-hmm. how that all moves around. But this is one of the first times where they confront the limitations of Dunder Mifflin a yeah. little bit of saying, "Do we need to bring this into the paper or into the digital age?" Right, and and Ryan is the perfect person to kind of think he can yeah. do this and for some reason make Dunder Mifflin a social experience or some you know whatever stupid thing i mean this is right in the height of yeah of facebook social media, right like I, this is I think this came out in like 2007 2008 i think it's still kind of a joke that they are they are behind you know we yeah. do see like jim it says i don't understand what's wrong with the website that we already have yeah. which is a stick figure wearing a santa hat holding a shovel yeah it's a gift of him digging in the <laughs> so ground coming christmas 2002 um <laughs> and this is airing in 2007 uh, so, you know, I think that they are behind, but I do think that it was still at a time when it was kind of believable that a company like this might be making the switch. Well, no one knew what they were doing really yeah. at that time. It's like, do we need a website that does? Yeah, let's, let's get on this. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, what they're really fighting against is all these people buying paper directly from, you know, Staples, Office Depot or whatever. Right. right. Uh, but putting, it's basically this chance to get Ryan at this position in corporate, uh, getting way too big for his britches and then his eventual fall. I mean, how do you guys feel about, uh, I mean, every time Ryan comes into the, he always is like my favorite branch. How's my favorite branch doing? All this gusto and bravado. Yeah. Everyone remarks about him. He can never shake his status as an intern What's or a as a tech, fire. he just yeah. can't. He just never can. But he, he's like, it's my favorite branch when it's yeah. clearly he hates going there more than anything else because he has no power there. It's funny that you say that because it is like uh, up until this point, right? Ryan's been kind of like a, a straight character, maybe mm-hmm. besides his antics with Kelly and stuff like that. But um, he has been kind of a normal guy up until this point. He just and makes you, dry cutting remarks. Yeah, and you it. could see him being like actually being able to do this position and he seems to be doing it sort of well. I mean he's mm-hmm. put he's kind of putting down the hammer on on Michael, which someone probably should do. Yeah, Stanley <laughs> Stanley gives him that little look. 
yeah. when Michael's when Ryan's like, "This is inappropriate," and it stops now. Like, yeah, the first time he comes yeah. back, and Stanley's like, "Very nice, like finally, all right." Um, I like it. But I think that what we learn is that he's actually not handling it very well, and that uh, you he's know, good at projecting. That's yeah, about he, it. yeah. He he knows how he's supposed to appear, right? He's got the black all black suit um, mm-hmm. and the beard and. Uh, and uh, kind of knows how he's supposed to talk and stuff like that. But of course, we learn that he's he's got a cocaine addiction or a habit, probably. And um, his office is, is smaller than he makes it look, and is very lonely up in New York. Uh, it seems. And when you see his, yeah, but he ran into Vince Vaughn that one time. It's true. <laughs> and then you see his studio, yeah, and night out of yeah. like where he where he lives, and it's sort of like his world gets smaller and smaller as as the mm-hmm. season goes on. Mm-hmm. But it does like. When he's so genuinely excited to see Michael and Dwight, I mean, granted, of course, he's he's been doing coke all night. But mm-hmm. when he sees Michael and Dwight, there is a sense of like, oh my god, my old friends are here. Yeah, this yeah, this is great. Let's yeah. all party together. Yeah, uh, and and then Troy's there, one of his new friends. Yeah, um, Troy, do you have powers? Yeah. <laughs> Troy is a hobbit bit, like a wizard. Yeah, he's a he's a real banking wizard. Yeah. Dwight just decides that's what it is and just never looks back. It's right. great. I love Welcome when Troy, to our land. When Troy makes a reappearance as one of Dwight's friends in the Junior Salesman episode in season nine. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to go back to uh, what you were talking about about technology, and I think yeah, yeah. it's an important dynamic that kind of gets infused into the show finally in season four, where I mean pe- things are becoming more digital. People are looking to shop online, especially back in 2008. You know, now we see online shopping is is still growing, but it's still, but it's very much a fixture and it's very very normal. You know, hmm. um, today, but with back at back in 2008, it was a little more of a brave new frontier. You know, and blackberries, you know, were brought out as it, it was kind of a it was definitely a, a lot a, of blackberries, yeah, like a, blackberries, uh, right. a hallmark of the time, the blackberry with the full keyboard, with the physical keyboard. Yeah, you know, Phyllis is like, how do you push only one of these buttons at once? You Stanley's know? like, you, it's too small. Use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but just in general, business to business, the old fashioned way, no blackberries, no websites. I would like to see a website deliver baskets of food to people. <laughs> But just in general, the fact that they have to reckon with this change in the way that people shop and the way that people, you know, are consumers, I think, mm-hmm. is really important to bring in. It's not, that, and they don't really address it that much over the rest of the show. They do a little bit when Saber comes in. They go mm-hmm. to selling printers and tablets and Arrowhead phones. But, but just in general, the fact that it at least acknowledges this and it shows some resistance from Michael, you know, uh, helps to kind of set up that. Like they don't have to talk about it again. You know, kind right. Of it's like let's address this so we can get back to whatever mm-hmm. these people. And are doing. it helps that the website becomes like a failure. Mm-hmm. By the end, because of mm-hmm. Ryan, he's defrauding investors and things like that. It so. drives uh, Kelly and Daryl together. Yes. <laughs> by ordering the paper, ordering the ream. Would they Single have got ream. together without Ryan's website? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it is a. It is kind of a... And the, the food bat, the whole food basket thing is like... Hysterical. Is a great scene of Michael kicking against the system of like, I'll do it the yeah. old way. And, and you even hear the other people being like, you know, the website's really easy to use. That's big for us. So I just buy with them. Yeah. Gift yeah. baskets are the height of... Luxury and fanciness. <laughs> I do, the um, gourmet items that Scranton has. More, more of Michael versus technology. He trusts the GPS machine, which guides him into a lake. Mm-hmm. And he drives his rental car into a lake. Watching that again and again, like it becomes sillier every time I see it. Like, it's so outrageous. It's, it's so ridiculous. And then Dwight's <laughs> like, did you get the insurance? He's like, I don't know. And he's like, it's a pretty important question right now. <laughs> it's Michael a like, freezes up physically. He yeah. just like, mm-hmm. is unable to... like. 
I don't know, his body just like shuts down or yeah, something. I feel he's... like that's not the first time that happens. Or there, it happens again at some point hmm. where we see Michael kind of do like just seize up, freezes I don't up. I don't remember when it is, but anyway. Hmm. Yeah. But no, it, it is a, it is, and he comes back and that's sort of his like, <laughs> you know, I hate technology. It basically, I, love... I drove into a lake. Dwight's calling the tow truck and a and a cab or something like that, and uh, Michael is just sitting there thinking, and then he's just like, "Hang up." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he goes back to like demand the gift basket back, like, what is he actually trying to accomplish? Like, he the the end point is that they get something back that they gave to a client it's, that they're not getting back anyway. It's, right? It's, it's a win in their minds, but it's amazing because it has it just has nothing to do. We with We are anything. going to take a yeah. stand, you know. Where are the turtles? Yeah, yeah. I hate them. I hate them. Okay, they're they gone. They. I feel like they do that again when they go to New York and get the sushi. They're just like these yeah. kind of meat. Like this is yeah, just for you right. guys, but good on you. Yeah, you, know, you did great. You got to get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. You guys got to get out of here. <laughs> you called out the clutch move by Dwight grabbing the soy sauce. Oh yeah, Michael grabs the tray and Mike and Dwight grabs the soy sauce and chopsticks. Good call. Uh-huh. Definite difference. Make X factor for sushi. No yeah, doubt. always. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, watching the deleted scenes in Dunder Mifflin Infinity, there's a lot more uh, Ryan, um, and I think mm-hmm. you you hear him telling the Vince Vaughn story to multiple people. You do kind of see more of like him clearly faking it, and it seems like they cut that away to kind of slowly reveal that throughout the season. Did mm-hmm. you did you? Catch that. Yeah, it's it's funny to think about that where Ryan is telling everyone the same story and then that's in Dunder Mifflin Infinity and then on launch party when Michael is planning to go to New York, he's like, Anyone, if you have any fun and if you have any funny anecdotes, I will be listening to them. So please come tell me them, you know? Mm-hmm. He so he almost wants that kind of stories to help match up with Ryan, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. To kind of go along with Ryan's cool New York stories. He wants anyone's funny stories that they have to offer. Yeah. Know? There's and like I'm thinking about Ryan like on that on that uh video chat being like and look at that image like crystal clear right (laughs) it's like you're at a party what are you like you know Mm. you just kind of get these tastes of like ryan doesn't know what he's doing we've got our ear he's good with buzzwords he's good with the image we've got our ear to the street we're taking it to the street buying paper just became fun right yeah uh Really, another quick technology thing. The Second Life scenes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see, totally forgot about those. Yeah. We see Dwight Shelford. <laughs> Dwight uncharistically just yeah. sitting playing video games at his desk. Mm. I assume he's on his break. In Philly Lunch. gym. Yeah. And uh, who would who would turn out to become uh, fully realized? Philly, not a sports writer, but still working in sports. Mm-hmm. Jim Santanko. He learns to play yeah. the guitar. <laughs> yeah. You have a guitar slung on your back. I want to learn more about ah, Philly Jim. Yeah, show me how this works. <laughs> I do like the idea that of Dwight as a video gamer. Like That comes up every now and then, not at the office per se, but mm-hmm. it comes up here in Second Life. It comes up later when he dresses as the character from StarCraft. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, I have, he's like, in my life, I have run a farm. I've commanded vast virtual armies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does he, he's still assistant regional manager in Second Life, or does he make himself regional manager? I think he does make himself assistant regional manager in Second Life. Okay, oh, that's funny. It's really funny if both Dwight and Jim's Second Life characters uh, came to fruition eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, Dwight was like, made himself manager. Uh, Another dynamic from this season that I wanted to call out is Michael's uh, love life and relationships. Right. Because we see it kind of simmering in the early seasons with Jan, but especially once he breaks up with Jan, this sort of delusion that he has where he's like old enough, he's old enough to feel like he's being discriminated against with ageism, mm -hmm. but young enough to feel like he can date girls that are in college. Right, right. That like... (laughs) You know, the dynamic where they're at the club and he says, is there a place where we can meet 
he's like it's like a sexy what does he say it's like a sexy daycare or something like that like this club mm-hmm. or something like that <laughs> and he says to ryan like is there a place where we can uh ryan says do you want to go somewhere where we can meet older women he's i'd like to go somewhere where we can meet older girls <laughs> like that distinction you know still right, lives right in his in his head you know it's and like yeah it's still that kind of like attitude of of like I just I'm entitled to dating someone hot, but it's yes. but mm-hmm. it's like well how how hot are you, you know? Another great instance of Dwight uh, out in like a party public situation, girls just just throwing Locking. themselves all <laughs> over him, yeah. and him just him just walking yeah. out again. Like it he happens. pours out he pours out yeah. the drink and he says, "Nice try, could be poisoned." You we, know. <laughs> meanwhile, we catch Michael like telling some girl like the plot of back to the future right yeah <laughs> a tattoo on my back of back to the future back because it's on my back because in the future because i'm the kind of guy who likes to think about things long term mm-hmm. <laughs> and and to back to your point edwin of like his love life i mean this whole season wraps up with him meeting holly i mean right, everything yeah. crosses you know eventually he he uh finishes that fun run he truly yeah. doesn't know what he wants or needs i mean when he's talking to he, you know, in the chair model episode, he asks everyone to set him up with mm. with a date, and he goes to meet Pam's landlord. And the, I mean, of course, he, first thing he sees is he sees like a young blonde woman, and he says, a uh, "Totally different outfit." He says, yeah, yeah. So our uh, <laughs> our lady has dark brown hair, and she's wearing black a black top and blue jeans. And then the blonde woman is has blonde hair and is wearing like a white shirt and a skirt. And he goes, "I give her a ten for looks and a three on her ability to describe herself." Right? <laughs> and she walks right past him and doesn't yeah. even talk to him. And then, you know, he's, <laughs> "Are you Michael?" Yeah. Nope. <laughs> he tries to ignore when he actually sees the landlady. He actually, I'm trying to uh, Margaret. Yeah, he's yeah. like trying to ignore her, and the guy's like Michael. And he puts the drink on the counter. He just looks at him. <laughs> uh, tall hot chocolate with uh, with caramel <laughs> yeah. and a shot of peppermint. <laughs> and Michael actually says, you know, really nice, endearing things. Like you can see Margaret kind of warming to him, where he says, you know. I just want someone who is nice, who I can talk to, who I can have an experience with. You know, like, he, why is it so hard for people like us, right? And hmm. she seems to be coming along. And then he's like, look at what I walked out on. He shows her a picture of Jan. And he's like, you can't Gosh. see down here, but boob job. <laughs> that pixelated then, phone screen. And like. then it, you hear Jan. Jan's like, Michael? Like, she, he's yeah, called, he her, like, called her. <laughs> talking to her. Like, all More the Michael versus technology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but just in general, like, Michael doesn't know what he wants or what he needs. He thinks, like, you know, it's he's... You see his inner child come out, you know? Yeah. He puts a chair model on a pedestal. Even when he's at the club with Ryan, he's like, yeah, mom, I'm asking a lot of girls to dance. She calls us mom. Yeah. Club. Uh, another a little great moment in chair model that you pointed out, Edwin, which is Dwight and Michael singing at her grave as oh, yeah. it's like twilight. And then cut to night. Yeah, they, they start like, singing when it's light outside, and then it cuts to them like, singing the sec. So yeah. they start singing At least American an hour, Pie. Hour and yeah. a half. They start singing been. American Pie, and I love when Michael's like, you know, bye bye, Mrs. Chair Model Lady. You know, and then he says, um, we had a lot of kids. Long beat. Drink Drinking whiskey, whiskey and rye. <laughs> so why do you have to go off and die? Yeah. And then they like they sing the the, the chorus and they get the chorus wrong. Rhythm mm-hmm. and blues. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's Michael's closure, right? And Dwight's like, you had a woman come into your life, and she meant a lot to you, and now you need to get closure. Right? <laughs> and I think too, this is the episode where Andy and Kevin assemble the five families uh, because yes. of the construction. The yep. WB Jones construction workers mm-hmm. are parking in their spots, and I think on one hand that's you get to see moment. you get to see Kevin and Andy kind of stand up for themselves, which is really great in a moment that where Michael really doesn't care. He's mm-hmm. like, I would, but I, he's like, I can, but won't. Should, but shorn. And they're like, Michael, we need you here. And he goes, what part of sh- what part of short don't you understand? 
But I have a company to run. Please let me run the company. Figure it out amongst yourselves. They also, we also get a little bit of a sneak peek into what actually is going on at the office park where you yeah. get, where Kevin explains the five families and like the other companies <laughs> in uh, the Scranton Business Park, which I think is such a funny little look, we, which we never oh, get yeah. otherwise. It's been Crest at every, it's been at every like trivia night we've gone to. Mm-hmm. And always, there's always a question about the five families. Mm-hmm. So you got to know that. If you're ever doing office trivia, know that. Any any final thoughts about season four? I mean, it was- I think we didn't talk a lot about um, Goodbye Toby. I know that we've done a whole episode talking yeah, about yeah. Goodbye Toby, but check if we're going to talk about this season, we should talk about Goodbye Toby. How Michael, these things round out. Yeah, it, it kind of puts a button on Did I Stutter, too, is another one. I yeah, think. that's true. Maybe let's talk about Did I Stutter really quickly, we, where yeah. we do see Stanley stand up to Michael, and Michael has to kind of overcome that, you know, because Stanley has been simmering for so long his discontent. We see it in beach games. We see it in all other moments of the show that where Stanley is kind of waiting out. He's waiting to retire to mm-hmm. some extent, you know? And every night he goes home with a glass of red wine and watches his mystery stories. And the last thing he wants is Michael Scott calling him. But another great uh, callback to in money when Michael calls Stanley from the Lipifedrin. Right. And you just hear yeah. Stanley. Michael? <laughs> Michael. I know your voice. <laughs> Michael changes his voice. Yeah. Did you want some medication? <laughs> Um, did I study also, of course, we see Dwight turn on Angela, uh, sorry, t- Dwight turns on Andy, um, mm-hmm. finally, even after, uh, Andy had his back during the launch party when he defeated the machine. Is this the one where he buys his car? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Nissan Xterra. You can, you can sell it for parts or you can, get, you can sell it to me mm-hmm. and I will, I will be used like a, uh, a wagon. It will be pulled by a donkey. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Mike, Michael, Mike, Michael's authority being undermined and his, his respect, he, uh, wants to get as a boss is threatened by Stanley. And it's something Michael's maybe never really dealt with that overtly. Like someone just being like, eh, screw you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it kind of creates some interesting situations. He has to deal with Toby. Like, you know, Toby's like, we, we need to talk about this. You should probably deal with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Toby, you just don't understand. You're, you're so white yet again. <laughs> y- yeah. Like yet again, uh, just like, you know, in the deposition, it's like Michael in a position where he has to sort of make some choices and mm-hmm. deal with the fallout mm-hmm. of something he doesn't want to deal with. And it does end with sort of a detente where he gets out. He's like, all right, everybody out, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to Stanley. He's like, I don't understand why you're being so mean to me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Michael, I've known you a long time. The more I get to know you, the less I respect you. He's like, okay, but you can't talk to me like that here. He's right. Like, okay, mm-hmm. it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's because he does the fake firing, and Stanley does not handle it well. Like, no. Stanley, yeah. like, yells right at him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... Uh-huh. Might call corporate and tell them every stupid thing you've done up in this office. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think that's that's an important uh, moment for Michael. And then I love at the end when, uh, like, Michael gives this idea and Phyllis is like, "That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard." Michael goes, "All right, everyone out, everyone Phyllis. out." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just to wrap things up with Goodbye Toby, yeah, I think yeah. What yeah. we we do see, I mean, of course, we spent. If you want to learn more about Goodbye Toby, go back like a few weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. For a Goodbye Toby episode, how, but how many episodes? But basically, we get to see Michael and Holly connect and interact for the first time. Holly enters the show for the first time. We get to see Ryan taken away to jail. Um, we get to see, you know, Jim and Pam almost get engaged. Like Jim mm-hmm. is about to propose. We get to see the I, best party that the party planning committee has ever thrown. Yeah. Phyllis is, you know, taking over as the party planning chair. And yeah, there's just so much going on. Andy proposes to Angela. Like mm-hmm. so much happens. You know? I, I thought it was interesting too watching this entire season and everything's okay with Jim and Pam, even including Branch Wars when she learns that he's going back to talk to Karen 
Um, in a deleted scene, we hear them talk. She, Pam's like not worried at all. You going um, to go see Karen because you love her? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's so, like, I worry a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, I mean, goodbye, Toby. Kind of reminds us, like you know, the this rela- the relationship's still fragile. It's not totally safe. Mm-hmm. You know, they they still need to. Uh, they still have some hurdles to. To get over Branch Wars is one of the all-time funny, silly episodes where they silly. go to the mustaches. You know, like, I will grind up. I will stab him in the eye with the jumbo chalk. We will no. burn you to cut it to the yeah. ground. I will grind up the chalk into a powder and blow it into the guard's eyes. Yeah. But uh, to make stink bombs or real bombs, you know. But just to wrap up with goodbye, Toby. You know what we we were talking about, Michael. Uh, kind of going against these different combating forces or these different opposing forces throughout the season, right? Michael versus Ryan, Michael versus loneliness, whatever. Michael versus nature, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? And Michael is often beaten by these forces, right? Yeah. Michael does not come on to- come out on top. Even mm-hmm. if, he, if he does get a little bit better, like with Stanley, maybe you can call it a draw or whatever. But in Goodbye Toby, we get to see Michael with a little bit of hope, a little bit of promise, you know? Obviously, the dynamic of Jan being pregnant complicates things, but it does set up Michael for the sort of development and ascension that he kind of gets to being ascension maybe is a little bit of a lofty term but the fact that he eventually gets happiness and eventually is able to leave the show in a fulfilling resolved way is set up by the fact that he's beaten down so much in this season and we get to see him get a little glimmer of hope and goodbye toby this is is this is kind of the season of michael i thought Mm -hmm. after after watching it yeah for sure i mean you could season five you could also i mean the whole michael scott Paper company yeah. arc, but it, it really throughout season, I mean, Steve Carell's doing a lot of heavy lifting yeah. throughout this whole season. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. and I think that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons it's, it's, it's one of the one best, of the greats. My favorite season, love it. Mm. Time for some trivia. Or uh, no, let's go to room. a conference room. Let's go to the conference room. Conference room. Did we have minutes. one? Oh yeah. Um, you wanted to. Oh, I just was gonna say let's. Uh, you know, we've. Uh, we're at the very end Wait, of our retreat this. here. Let me play this. Hang on, hang on. All right, you know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. That would be fun to just do closing closing thoughts and reflections on our little MSPC retreat here. Uh, we're going to, right after this, we're going to pack it up and head back into town. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, Since we got here, we just turned on the office and we've just kind of been hanging out in our pajamas and watching it and... Come, we got this little studio set up in the back room here. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We recorded four episodes and some extra material. Some extra bonus content. Yeah. It's been a nice couple of days for us to kind of focus in. It can be tough with the day-to-day lives trying to figure out time to record once a week. And we, we want to make sure we're still putting out things regularly. So for us, it's an opportunity to put some content into the bank, really focus in on the show, really get prepared, mm-hmm. spend some time watching shows together. I think one thing that I really enjoyed from this weekend was the opportunity to watch The Office with people. So often yeah, I'm I know. watching it. Know. You know, we're always it, prepping on our own. Right. We prep on our own. Like it's on, it's on in the background while I'm doing something else. Like it's something that I've seen a million times. But it's so – it's fun to watch that together because it almost – you know, you, you, I feel like you notice more when you're watching with other people. Like mm-hmm. It gives you a reason that like you're, you're paying attention a little more. Yeah, like we all had notebooks out. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great opportunity for us to kind of de- like really focus back in on the source material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a reminder to anyone listening. Like it's still it's really fun to do that. Still get a, a group of people and like watch the office. Yeah. Cause just, it's not usually something you put on when like people are over necessarily. Cause you guys right. want to watch the office. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're, yeah. It's like, yeah. you're watching a movie, you're doing something else. Yeah. But uh, to just sit around and like, and, and like, you know, the jokes are coming, mm-hmm. you know, exactly like nothing's a really a surprise, mm-hmm. but 
people do point out this was happening a few times. You're pointing out just small things I hadn't noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just li- little things like that. People can help fill in your own enjoyment of the show. Yeah. Well, it was really fun, and we'll have to do it again uh, sometime soon. I want to also uh, shout out what happened last night. So, uh, Anne made us uh, chili while we were recording. We yes. were, like, making dinner. And I, and I came out, uh, and Anne had prepared this little bit that, like, completely blew my mind oh at my the time. Gosh. But she'd, she was making chili, like, as in Kevin's chili. That was, we were kind of making uh, office food. The key is to undercook the onions. That's right. <laughs> And she had the whole thing like ready and we came out to sit down. And as I went over to check on it, she grabbed the pot. And the second she grabbed it, I was like, man, what if she dropped it just like Kevin right yeah. now? That would be that would be really ironic, <laughs> which is exactly what happened. And she's she like, oh, it's hot. She prepared a fake pot yeah. with uh, like a red bag in it. So it even looked like there was chili in it and just immediately <laughs> dropped the pot in front of me. And I had a moment of pure terror. Because oh I was also very hungry. Uh, it was very well executed. It played right into the show. Well done. Well Anne. done. Uh, and the chili was fine. She'd said it. Yeah. She'd hidden it behind the fridge. A wonderful prank in true office fashion. It was. We, we did try to uh, get good at the cheese puffs, uh, throwing the oh, cheese. Yeah, the puffs. cheese ball toss. That was another yeah, fixture yeah. of this weekend. Maybe a another lot time. Harder than it looks. Mm-hmm. It Dang. is. But when it, they do that, three, we still got to try it. We got to nail that. We got to try yeah. that one. So we're as soon as we on it. as soon as we get that, it'll be up on yeah. Instagram. I'm we sure. were gonna do a little bit more of an office taste test, so maybe we'll revisit that. But like some of these foods, mayonnaise and black olives, like <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you really not too excited. That's not the yeah, content that. you come to us for. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Okay, so for this week's trivia, uh, we're gonna do. Uh, Something kind of fun and quick that I think will start pretty easy and get progressively harder. Excellent. Um, so this is pretty straightforward. This is just middle name trivia. So we'll, oh, start, okay. we'll start easy and we'll All get right. hard. Yeah. All right. Michael's middle name is? Gary. Gary. Correct. Dwight's middle name Kurt. is? Kurt. Kurt. Kelly? Uh, Rajanaganda. I thought Rajanaganda was a boy's name. <laughs> Ryan? That's why I hate it. Uh, Ryan Lloyd. <laughs> Ryan Lloyd Howard. No, unfortunately, that's uh, Ro- Ryan um, uh, James. Is it like Grant Bailey? Ryan ba- Bailey, Bailey Howard. Wow. Kelly's nope. always like Ryan Bailey, Bailey Howard. Howard. <laughs> All right, what is uh, Aaron's middle name? Uh, uh, well, Aaron's oh. middle name is Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Trick Kelly, question. Kelly. Her first name is Kelly. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron, that's, that's very pretty. Yeah. As Charles says. Uh, Kelly, Aaron. Gabe's Hammond. middle name is? Susan. <laughs> Gabriel Susan Lewis. Well, what's in it for GSL? Uh, Andy's middle name? Uh, Andy. Well, well, uh, it is Andrew Walter. No, Walter. Walter was his name from ages, like, from oh, until age yeah. seven when they decided his little brother was more deserving of the name. Andy. Yes. I can only assume it's a very... Andrew Yacht. Baines Bernard. Yes, Baines. Baines. I was going to say, wow. it's got to be a, mm-hmm. a white-collar name like that. Pamela Blank Beasley. Michael says it during the Lover episode when Helene calls him. Oh, gosh, that's right. <laughs> um, Pamela. Marie? Oh, you're close. Uh, Starts with an M. Morgan. Morgan. Whoa. Pamela Morgan Beasley. Wow. You will respect others and you will not bring personal issues into the office. Yeah. PMB. I'm your, I'm your boss I and I, I may one day I've be your father. <laughs> the single most like infuriate, like most upsetting line in the whole show, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Angela. Uh, Noel. That's correct. Yeah. 
D'Angelo. Jeremetrius. Jeremetrius, that's correct. Jeremetrius? Mm-hmm. I did <laughs> D'Angelo Jeremetrius Vickers, yes. They really had fun with that with that name. Uh, and then Cece. Also known as Peepee or Peepa. <laughs> <laughs> C.C. Uh, James, Pamela, and P.B. Halbert, as Dwight says at the garden party. C.C. Uh, you said it already, Alex. P.P. C.C. P.P. Halbert. C.C. Pamela Halbert. Is that one Marie? Yeah, that one's Marie. Oh, okay. C.C. Marie Halbert. All right, and I'll give you a few quick ones that uh, I don't, I won't make you guys guess because I don't, I can't for the life of me think of when these are mentioned other times okay. in the show. Yeah. Okay. Meredith is Elizabeth. Meredith, uh-huh, Meredith Elizabeth Palmer. Okay. Stanley James Hudson. David Timothy Wallace. Oh, wow. Uh, Jolene Elaine Bennett. Oscar oh. Oscar San Juan Martinez. All of these are taken from Dunderpedia. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The fan, sure. the fan. Yeah. Uh, Oscar San Juan Martinez. Jim Duncan Halpert. Um, <laughs> Jim Duncan. Big wow, fundamental. What? <clears throat> big tuna, big fundamental. Jim Duncan. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Uh, Phyllis, is, Phyllis Dorothy... Lap and Vance. Yeah. Uh, Toby Wyatt Flenderson. Oh, Wyatt is yeah, such a better a name. That's a good one. Dang, Wyatt go Flenderson. by Wyatt. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin J. Malone. Just, uh, oh, like J-A-Y? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. J-A-Y-E. But, and then Daryl and Creed are, have no middle name listed. Um, as a fun tag to this, researching things on Dunderpedia, Holly it was the character that I was looking up, and mm. they didn't have a middle name for Holly. But do you guys know Holly's middle name? No. Holly Partridge Flax, a.k.a. Oh, par- a living, breathing angel, as <laughs> Michael right. says in the oh, Ultimatum episode. Right. So as a fun oh. little tag to this while I was doing this, I made nice. my first ever edit to Dunderpedia oh, to, hey, put in, all right. to add in Holly's middle name. Making our mark. I don't know about you guys, but so often when I find a little Easter egg or something, like I look it up to see if anyone's found this before, and a lot yeah. of times, yes, they've been well uh, well uh, discovered and well documented, but this yeah. was a, a, a one where I'm, I'm happy Good to make work. my mark. Yeah, this is my legacy right here. We did it. <laughs> um, guys, if you have any comments or questions or things that you've caught are not on Dunderpedia, uh, you can always write to us about it um, on Facebook. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. We're on Instagram, at Michael Scott Podcast Company. Slide into our DMs. Give us a call. We have a phone number. It's 503-694-9314. Leave us a voicemail, question, comment. We play them on the show. We respond to them. Um, it'd be a lot of fun to hear from you. Uh, you can always check us out uh, on uh, whatever app you're uh, listening to us on. Please uh, rate and review. Share with your friends. Yeah, every rating review helps us a lot. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, share. Um, you know, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, you can find us. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that concludes the MSPC, Ryan's Cool Retreat. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Give me poppy, give me the summer. Yes, sir. You took me by the hand, made me a man. I'd walk through snow, rain or sand, without a compass of map or a plan. That one night, you made everything all right. So Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.